Turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Do any of you know what's in Hebrews chapter 12? Any of you kids know? Anybody? Nobody wants to admit it if they do know. Hebrews 12 has this statement in it. Those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. Those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. There's a whole section of Hebrews 12 that is about discipline. And that's probably what Hebrews 12 is most famous for. So now, whenever anybody asks you what's in Hebrews chapter 12, what are you going to say? Discipline. Just one word will do. Discipline. But before we read it, I have a question for you. And the question is, does God love you? Seems like a a safe question, because you all have been told many, many times, got some head nodding going over there, yep. Yeah, God loves me. I know, I, I've heard that. But how do you know that God loves you? One way you can know is if he disciplines you. If he disciplines you, he loves you. And that's what we're going to see this morning, and how to respond to God's love for us. How should we respond to God's love for us? So please stand for the reading of God's word. Hebrews chapter 12, we'll read verses 1 through 13. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, Let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you, are, when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, and he scourges every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. 
For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, so that we may share his holiness. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Therefore, strengthen the hands that are weak and the knees that are feeble and make straight paths for your feet so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. This is the word of the Lord. Please be seated. How does the Lord discipline us? How does the Lord discipline us? If you think about parents disciplining their children, you might immediately think about a spanking, right? But kids, is that the only way that your parents have to discipline you? Or do they have other options? They've got other things they can do, right? How about, how about just looking at you? When you say something dumb and they want you to correct it, and they just give you the eye, is that, is that enough to be a reproof to you? It should be enough to be a reproof to you, right? But you could easily just ignore that discipline, right? Pretend like you didn't see that raised eyebrow, that lowered head, that look of really, right? It's easy, it's easy. To ignore that, but if you ignore it, what's the problem? The next time you say something disrespectful, or maybe the next time after that, you're not just going to get the lowered eye treatment, right? You're going to get some words spoken out immediately in front of everybody who's in the room, Don't talk to me like that, right? And even then, it's pretty easy to ignore, maybe. But if you keep ignoring the reproofs, pretty soon, the discipline gets less and less easy to ignore. Harder and harder to ignore because it hurts more and more, right? If your parents love you, 
they actually want to see your behavior change, and so they continue to work with you, on you, at changing your behavior. Have you kids experienced this? But here's the thing. Even if you get all the way to a spanking, have you ever gotten a spanking and then just gone and done the same thing the next day? Or maybe the same hour? Raise your hand if you've ever done that. Okay, we've got some honest people in here. It's even possible to ignore a spanking, isn't it? Even though it hurts, it's, it's even possible to be dismissive of it and not to change your behavior, to refuse the discipline. That's what we're doing when we ignore it. We are refusing to be disciplined. So if you think about the Lord disciplining us, and you think about the fact that God is our Father, our Heavenly Father, and you think about the ways that He has to discipline us, He has a lot more ways that He can discipline us than your dad does. God can do anything, can't he? So if I were to ask you, how many ways does the Lord have to discipline you? You'd have to go, I don't know. Probably an infinite number of ways that he can discipline you, right? Because... Your dad can spank you, but God might give you chicken pox as discipline. Or he might make it so that your hair falls out as discipline. Or he might give you boils or a pain in your stomach or a heart attack. If you think only about the physical, bodily things that God can do for you, it's pretty much an infinite number of ways that you can be uncomfortable in this life, right? Count your body parts. All of them can hurt. Think about what you love about your body. It can be taken away. And that's just thinking about your body. Yes, sickness can be the Lord disciplining us. One of the ways that God can discipline us is through our parents. Kids, have you ever had God's discipline through your parents? Everybody shake your head yes. It is God who gave you parents 
to discipline you in his paths, to guide you and discipline you into his paths. And so that is God disciplining you through your parents. He uses your parents to discipline you. Great example of the variety of God's discipline is a man that I know who said God disciplined him by causing him to have a car accident immediately after he turned his head to look at a pretty girl. Boom! Car accident. And he was... Immediately, given God's discipline, and immediately, he knew it was God's discipline. He knew what was going on. But it would be easy to say, that's not God's discipline, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just be, wouldn't it be easy to say, oh, you know, that's just what happens when you get distracted while you're driving. Is God capable of using natural consequences to discipline you? Of course. <laughs> He's the one who made those natural consequences, isn't he? He's the creator of the universe. He's the one who made the physical laws. Kinetic energy? Yeah, he did that. Now, why do I spend time on this point? Well, because, <clears throat> remember, I started off by saying it's, it's easy to ignore some discipline. It's easy to just dismiss it, to forget it. It's even easy to claim, oh, I didn't know that was discipline. Oh, yeah, Mom, I saw you give me that look, but I didn't know what it was about. I don't know why you were looking at me funny. Or, you may not speak to me that way. What way? I don't know what you're talking about. I was being respectful. What is that? refusing discipline, isn't it? It's refusing to be disciplined. It's rejecting the discipline of your parents, and it's possible for us to do the same thing with our Lord and his discipline. In verse 5, when it says, My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, there is a whole category of ways that we can regard discipline lightly. It's to treat it dismissively. What does God's discipline matter? Why do I care if he disciplines me? That spanking didn't hurt. 
I've got plenty of money to buy a new car. It was insured. What do I care? You see how easy it is to regard God's discipline lightly? Or maybe you don't think or say any of those things. You just keep doing the same thing. It's like the kid who gets a spanking for knocking down his brother's tower. Gets set back and, and immediately goes and knocks his brother's tower over. He gets a spanking and immediately goes and knocks his brother's tower over. What is he doing? Why are you that stupid, parents are thinking, right? I don't know what is wrong with him. What's wrong with him is sin. What's wrong with us is sin. It's the same thing that we do. We have God's discipline on us, and it is out of his great love for us that he is correcting us in the first place, and we immediately turn around and do the same thing again, and again, and again, and he's patient, he's kind, he gives us warnings, he prevents us. No, no. No, no, don't take it. No, don't. Don't knock it over. And we are insistent. We regard his discipline lightly when we continue to repeat the same sins over and over in spite of his discipline, in spite of his love, in spite of his care in teaching us, in correcting us. And that's an awful lot of what discipline is. Teaching, right? So if we know that the, that the answer to how God disciplines us is all kinds of ways, right? We, we also have to figure out how we can respond. And one of the ways we can respond is by saying, so, what do I care? There's some kids that when they get spanked, they're like, What was that? Maybe, maybe some of you have had a kid like that. That didn't hurt. What was that? No tears. No problem. Why are you keeping me in this room? Can I go now? Eh. Treating discipline lightly, right? There are other ways for us to respond to discipline, though. And one of the ways that we can respond to discipline, besides just being dismissive of it, is more like the kid that when he gets a spanking, even before the first hit, the siren, the, the ambulance is coming, right? I can't believe I'm going to be hurt. This is going to be the most terrible, awful thing in the whole wide world. I'm going to die now. That's a very different response to a spanking, right? The angry scream 
How dare you hit me, mommy? We're given two examples. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. And if you, if you don't pay attention, you just read, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like something about receiving God's discipline and, you know. But do you understand how opposite those two things are? Regard lightly the discipline of the Lord. It's like, what do I care? You know, discipline me. Faint under his, it's like, oh, I can't handle it. Can't bear up under it. It's so painful. It's so overwhelming. Very, very different response, isn't it? And neither one of them are we allowed to do. Neither one of them is appropriate. How do you respond to discipline? When your mother tries to teach you something, that's discipline, right? It's correction. Hey, you're doing it wrong. Let me show you the right way to do it. How come you always have to be grumping at me about how I don't do it right? Because you don't do it right. I'm your mother. I'm here to teach you. Right? Because I love you. Doesn't feel like love to me. Quit fainting under the discipline of the Lord. It is love. It is love for your parents to teach you how to work hard and not to be lazy. And do you know why it's love? Because you don't want to be somebody who has never learned to work hard and gets hired to do a job and is flabbergasted to find that you're expected to work. You will get fired. You will make it nowhere in life if you don't listen to your parents. If you, are not ref- if you are refusing to be disciplined by them. If you're refusing to be taught by God as he disciplines you, you will run up against him over and over and over and over. I've talked to men who found themselves, as Gamaliel put it, fighting with God. You remember the story when they're trying to figure out what exactly to do about this preaching and teaching of these disciples? He says, ah, let's just let it go. If we're wrong, then we might be found to be fighting with God, right? Well, there are men there are men who have refused God's discipline and therefore find themselves fighting with God. 
I want to do this. God says, no. Smack. I want to do this. I already said no. Smack. I still want to do this. The answer is still no. How come God never lets me do what I want? You see, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways of us fainting under God's reproof. One of the ways is for us to interpret God and his love for us as the harsh taskmaster, like the wicked slave in the parable. I knew you were a harsh taskmaster, so I buried my talent. What happens to the wicked slave? More discipline, right? How are you going to respond to God's discipline in your life? Well, the reason I talk about parents a lot with you kids is because your parents, as I already said, are one of the main ways that God disciplines you. So if you want to know how you're going to respond to God's discipline, all you have to do is look at how you respond to your parents' discipline. If you say, what do I care? Then that's what you're saying to God. You're regarding his discipline lightly. If you respond by saying, this is impossible. I can never please you. I don't know why you're always trying to Make me do better. Then that's you responding to God by fainting under his reproof. Right? To faint when reproved is to say, this isn't God loving me. This is too painful to be love. This isn't God's love for me. This is too hard for it to be love. But what is, what is God's goal? We already saw that he disciplines those he loves, right? What is God's goal, though? His goal is our benefit. And that we may share his holiness. Now I ask you, is that a high mark 
Is that a target that is difficult? Sharing his holiness? Why can't God just lower his standards some? Why can't he be okay with me just being sort of so-so holy some of the days of the week, other days of the week, just doing whatever I want? Why can't God lighten up? Why does he have to care that I am holy? Why does he have to care that I endure? It's because he loves us. There are more ways to respond to God's discipline than to regard it lightly or to faint under it, right? If those are two things that we're not supposed to do. Obviously, there has to be a correct way to respond to it. I think there are other wrong ways to respond to it, too. One of the ways that you don't have here is basically the temper tantrum. The temper tantrum kind of falls in between uh, regarding it lightly and fainting under it. Like, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to faint under it. I'm not, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's light. I'm just angry. I'm just angry at you. Angry that you would discipline me. Angry that you care about me. Angry that you love me. I just don't like God loving me. That's the temper tantrum. I don't like God loving me. That's what you say every time you get angry when you get disciplined. But what's the right way to respond to discipline? The right way to respond to discipline is fairly straightforward. To receive it. Receive it willingly. Now, the one that, that, that the one that regards the Lord's discipline lightly can appear to be receiving the discipline willingly, right? Just t stand there, take it. Is that receiving it willingly? Maybe. Maybe not. It might be that you're regarding it lightly. Or it might be that you actually do care when God is displeased with you. That you actually do care when you sin and disobey your parents. That you actually do care to be taught. That you do care to learn. That you do desire to be trained. That you do desire the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Now that's 
part of the end goal that we're, that, that, that we're looking at and we're saying, yeah, I want to get there. I don't like there being conflict in the family. It's not enjoyable for me to be at odds with my parents, my brothers, my sisters. I don't like living this way. I would rather have peace. There's a way to get peace. Be trained by the Lord's discipline. That's the way to get peace. Be trained by his discipline and there will be the peaceful fruit of righteousness. If everybody in your house was always righteous, do you know how much conflict there would be? None. It would be great. It would be grand. It would be glorious. This is part of what we're looking forward to in heaven, right? There will no longer be any tears. There will no longer be any sorrows. There will no longer be any broken relationships. There won't be any grudges. There won't be any sin. It'll all be gone. It'll be the ultimate fulfillment of this promise that God's training, his discipline, will lead us to this peaceful fruit of righteousness. But we don't have to wait for heaven for there to be any fruit. If we receive the Lord's discipline, if we're willing to receive our parents' discipline, you know what will happen? The whole house will be better. The whole family will be more enjoyable. It'll be great. Do you want it? Or do you just want to be selfish? Do you just want to ignore the discipline and do what you want? I hope you are all listening, children and adults. Because the repetitive nature of sin, we saw at the beginning of the chapter, right? The description of sin and how easily it entangles us. How easy it is for us to be entangled by sin. And what? God cares. God cares enough about us. He has love for us. And so, he disciplines us. Will you receive Discipline. Will you receive correction? Will you allow anybody in your life to say, no, that's not how you do it? That's like the lightest, least sort of discipline. For somebody to say, no, that's not how you do it. Let me show you. And some of you can't even receive that level of correction. The moment that somebody says, no, that's not how you do it, let me show you, you're like, "Mm." (laughs) 
Really? You're that proud? You're that proud that you'd rather never even learn how to wipe off a counter, like the most simple, basic job that anybody needs to learn how to do in this life? Really, you're that resistant to receiving any discipline? That the moment somebody says, no, let me show you how to do it the right way, you decide that you're going to faint under the discipline? What sort of absurd person wants to live that way? It's just as dumb as the person who goes and does the same thing every time and gets a spanking 17 times in a row. Like, what is wrong with you? Don't just stop. It always ends badly. Receive discipline. Your life will be so much better. Allow somebody to correct you. Maybe even your parents, whom God gave you so that they could correct you, which it says in this chapter. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be disciplined by God. It's a beautiful thing to be disciplined by your parents. It's a beautiful thing to be corrected by teachers. It's a beautiful thing to be rebuked when you have done it wrong, when you are in sin. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to have someone who loves you enough to say, that's the way to hell. Get off that path. Get off that path. Don't be a fool. Be wise enough to receive discipline. And you will live. Or you can remain a grump who can never be corrected by anybody, who always thinks you know it all. And you can go through life convinced that everybody and God is out to get you. Or you can simply receive his loving discipline of you and have the peaceful fruit of righteousness rather than fighting against God. Now, God's discipline continues to increase. God isn't limited in his discipline to making you miserable in your body. And in the end, if we are illegitimate children, if we are bastards of God, if we refuse to be loved by him, The discipline becomes the punishment of his wrath poured out for all eternity in hell. 
That's what the author of Hebrews sets before us. Be a child of God where his love leads to the peaceful fruit of righteousness, where we are united with him in holiness, or refuse his discipline and instead receive his wrath. And so that's the warning that I give to you. Not only is it stupid, not only is it foolish, not only is it absurd to go through life constantly running your head into the wall of fighting with God, okay? Not only does it bring misery on you, your family, your parents, your children, your co-workers, here and now, but those who refuse God's discipline ultimately end up being declared illegitimate. You are not a son. You are cut off. You are rejected. You are the branch that was thrown into the fire. And so I want you to see that this is not just a question of putting up with the earthly consequences. Like, yeah, I can deal with that. Yeah, STDs, yeah, I mean, we got drugs for that. Yeah, a little car accident here. A little broken arm there. I like sin. In the end, it leads to death. And not just physical death, but spiritual eternal death before God. Those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. Why does he discipline you? So that you won't go to hell. That's why he disciplines you. And that's why your parents discipline you as well. And even though your parents do it wrong and get it wrong all the time, God never does. And remember, he's the one who gave you those parents. So even when they get it wrong, God's getting it right. Even when they are getting it wrong, God is getting it right. He's teaching you. He's disciplining you. Don't reject his discipline. Be corrected and live in righteousness. If you want to say, it's impossible, you're right. Without his loving kindness changing you, it is impossible because you're a sinner. Not because he has too high of standards, but because you are worthless without him. You're dead. You're corrupt in every part in your trespasses and sins. And so you can either say, that's unreasonable, God, and faint under his discipline, or you can cry out to him that he will change you. And by the power of his Holy Spirit, you will be a new person. You will have a new heart. You will be a new creation. 
and you will by his strength live in righteousness. And it will be peaceful. It will be beautiful. And it will bear fruit in heaven, yes. In living with him in his holiness for all eternity. But it will also bear the peaceful fruit of righteousness here and now. And so, it's like, is it a choice? Does it really need to be, does it really need to be said? Why would you do anything else? But it needs to be said. Don't regard his discipline lightly. And don't faint under his reproof. But receive the discipline so that it may bear the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you have loved us by disciplining us. You have loved us, so you have disciplined us. And so much of the time we have pretended like we haven't noticed your discipline. We've refused to hear your words of warning. We have written off your discipline as bad luck. We have rejected your discipline as too painful, too hard, not merciful enough. And so, Father, we thank you for your discipline, and we pray that you would cause there to be love for you, that we would receive your discipline with faith, that it would meet with a soft heart, that we would be willing to be corrected, that we would be willing to change, and that it would bear that peaceful fruit of righteousness which you have promised and for which we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.